Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Watermelon Seeds podcast. I'm Joseph. And I'm Ellie. And today we have our moms with us. Yes, the moms are on. <laughs> so exciting. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves and which of your the, the hosts is your child? <laughs> I'll start. I'm Terry. Joseph is my son. Uh, I have two other other kids, Ellie also Ellie mm-hmm. is our oldest. She's 27 and Connor's our youngest and he is 20. So Joseph's right in the middle. I'm Ellie's mom. My name is Di and I also have two other kids. Ember is 19 at Winona State University and Evie is seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> She's in seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> She's 13 going on 30. Yeah, literally. She yes. is. She acts older than me sometimes. Most of the time. <laughs> she is very mature. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thanks for being on the podcast. We're so excited that you guys are here. And Thank you for having us. Just we're have, excited to be here. We've been, having con- we've been having conversations all morning, and now we just happen to be recording. Yes. Also, so. a fun fact for the listeners, today is the first time oh, these moms yeah. have met. Right. <laughs> they yes. hopped in a car in Woodbury <laughs> together as strangers, and now they're best of buds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How was the car ride? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was. It went fast. So fast. It went super fast. Aww. Got to know each other. That's good. Mm-hmm. There was no... Awkward silence? No. <laughs> no. What's one thing you learned about each other? Oh, yeah. Tell us. Mm. I learned about her job mm-hmm. and what she does for crew. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Work and uh, family of origin where we grew up. Cool. You learned you know, about the bean counter. We forgot to talk about them. We should have talked about them more. Yeah, we, on we, the way home. <laughs> yeah, <that'll, laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> we still have time. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, we're glad you're here. <laughs> yeah. Should we get right into it? Yes. All right. You want to ask the first question or me? Yes, I can. Okay. First of all, we also are so glad because you are some of our most faithful listeners and feedback givers. We get Biggest supporters. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> weekly with like tips or things you liked or things you noticed in episodes, but... So this question will not be a surprise for you because you've heard it on every episode. So what has been a defining moment in your life and how has that shaped you? I think about um, the season of my life when I was in college, like you guys, a little bit younger. And I was at really a hmm, crossroads of my life and learning a lot about myself, learning a lot about the Lord and learning about how to make decisions. So I was in the middle of a dating relationship that probably wasn't the healthiest or best (laughs) up until that point and since that point. And I was also an RA in the dorms, and I remember vividly having just a stressful conversation with said boyfriend, going downstairs to the RA lounge and just thinking, whoever is in here, I just need somebody to listen. Mm -hmm. Well, it was two fellow RAs, uh, Brian and Dan, (laughs) who I am, you know, to this day, very fond of and and in touch with as much as possible. One lives in Florida, one lives lives in Hong Kong. But I remember them being that listening ear that I needed, but really encouraging me to go back to my dorm room, get my Bible out, listen to the Lord, Mm -hmm. pray but listen, Mm -hmm. and do what I knew I needed to do, which was break up with the guy. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) So all of the above happened that day, um, but some of that was really new to me. Like actually getting my Bible out to read it, to hear from God was really brand new to me. 
And it was this really large print Bible with these very ornate like art pieces in the Bible. Like not not the Bible that I would like recommend for <laughs> y'all to read. But I do remember that. And at that point it was it was just this really I don't know, as you say, a momentous time in my life because I, I began to make my faith my own and let God speak into decisions. Mm-hmm. Up until then, um, I was that kid in high school who made decisions based on pleasing authority, whether it was my parents, teachers, coaches, whoever. I wanted everyone to see the best version of Die, yeah. and I wanted all that approval, and that was super motivating for me. But now, college Die was kind of doing her own thing living a little rebelliously, kind of living for myself, living for this boyfriend, that wasn't working. And so really it began uh, this journey where I learned that my authority needed to be God. And and it wasn't like, wow, he's my authority. He's, he's ushering or um, forcing me to do all yeah. these things. But it was like, he loves me and he wants what's best for me. And I got to hear it through those two guy friends. And I got to hear it over and over and over through um, just my journey since then. But I, I really do. I still look back to that specific spot in, in Hutch Hall in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and, and I know Aww. that God used it in my life. Wow. Nice. That's so cool that you can, like, pinpoint a moment and that two college guys could have that influence. Like, that's totally a God thing. Absolutely. Aww. And it all happened in the same day, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> many, many, many small steps of faithfulness yeah. after that. But those, those big things happened in yeah. that day. Like, mm-hmm. made that phone call probably using some calling card. We didn't have cell phones <laughs> <laughs> to the boyfriend and hoped he wouldn't, you know, call me back ever again. I, didn't, I did not want to come back to my dorm room and press play on the answering machine and hear his voice. And, and really, yeah. that was the beginning of, you know, feeling freedom from that, mm-hmm. freedom from, from that kind of, um, you know, we've all been there, right? When you're stuck in like a spot or in a relationship where you just know it's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving forward was, was what I needed. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad. No breaking up by text back then. No. <laughs> True. No breaking up by text now. Yeah. <laughs> Please yeah, don't. Good plan. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, at our age, there you have a lot of moments that could be defining moments uh, in your life. But I, uh, as I thought about this question, the what what the thing that I thought about um, was the decision to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I was working and really liked my job at the time. Um, Ellie was born, but Joseph wasn't. And I decided to be a a stay-at-home mom when Joseph was born. Mm -hmm. And that changed, I think, a lot of things for me in my life. It it, um, gave me the opportunity to do, I mean, of course, I treasured those that time with mm-hmm. my kids at home and being able to be there and raise them and whatnot. But also, um, it just gave me an opportunity to do some things that I probably wouldn't have had time or been able to do uh, had I been a, a full-time working Like mom. watch the TV? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was not too much TV watching time. I don't know. <laughs> Connor and I are convinced all you did was sit on the couch oh, and watch no, TV. Well, that's so not true. We, we do have a joke that all I did is, you know... Uh, watch tv and eat bonbons <laughs> no. family joke. yeah uh but it allowed me the opportunity to um you know do some things that i probably wouldn't have done it mm-hmm. i was able to get really involved in our church i started an outreach ministry um i fell in love with cooking which you know has 
it sounds silly, but has affected my life in in a lot of ways. Yeah. We it, it uh, um, that was part of the well, not part of the outre- outreach ministry, but I um, was able to be involved in a ministry where we provided a free meal and I was the cook oh, for um, people for I did that for about eight years mm-hmm. um, but also I you know it just gave me the opportunity to be involved in my kids life yeah um, I made some of the best friends you know th- that are still my best friends today just because um, you know I made that decision and it wasn't it wasn't uh, that I, I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom but when you're in a job that you love mm-hmm making that decision is is a hard one yeah you are sacrificing something yeah mm-hmm. so but Aww. it was a good one she was a realtor wow yeah that's you that's want to really tell them how you met dad well i worked for a builder so i sold new homes um and he came in and bought and built a new home with us so wow. i was like his salesperson was that the house you moved into then when you got married? yeah no way yeah That's so funny all the neighbors thought he got the best deal because he not only got the house but he got the sales lady <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny cute that is cute <laughs> don't you still make meals for the homeless shelter or like the homeless people uh yes but not the same one i used to um be involved in a ministry where every monday we cooked a meal f- for about 200 oh people. where you go to it yeah we yeah. went there and, and you make it from home yeah. yeah and that ended right around covid time yeah. mm-hmm. now i just bring meals to a shelter cool nice it's really fun yeah mm-hmm. i've definitely seen how food brings people together and how you've used that yeah yeah um now talking about your parents so you you guys are our parents i'm talking about who raised you guys what's something that your parents instilled in you um that you are very grateful for that stuck out to you or that stuck out to you (laughs) i think of so many things it's hard to narrow it down um i'll start with the the biggest heavy hitting one first (laughs) just because uh, a lot of these questions made me think of my mom who passed away a little over two years ago and so I think about legacy and I think about the messages that ring in my ears (laughs) and the one that she really demonstrated through her cancer journey which lasted about 16 months was that nothing else in life matters but Jesus and if you know him and you know where you're going that is the most important thing. And she wanted that not only for herself, but for her family members. And that's the way she lived all the way up until the day that she got to walk into eternity to continue living with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that was not something that was as front and center when I was a kid, but it was really neat to see sort of all of that building up. I mean, she was also super involved in church, and we were the family who not only went to VBS, but helped with all the decor and, you know, those kinds of things. We were, as kids, with my mom volunteering a lot. And so, um, but it, it really, it when you whittle the person down to they can't do the serving anymore, and it's just about the relationship, that really stuck with me. And I think, um, you know, a lot of these questions that we're talking about today, I think about, hmm, wow, my mom, <laughs> she's she's still here and she's a- absolutely still making a difference as she has passed on a lot of those 
values like you're asking Mm -hmm. this question what did our parents instill in us and and really it's the value of who Jesus is Um, and then I kind of also alluded to the fact that she did a lot she's a doer and a goer and I'm a doer and a goer yes you are (laughs) you're a three and I'm I'm a three on the Enneagram Um, (laughs) she's never heard of the Enneagram but um, this that that doing but to bless people and I know my mom was all about people and um, and that just to me, that's the other important thing about life is people and those relationships are also the thing that you can continue to invest in and the things that are of eternal value. So, yeah, people and Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I like that's that. Awesome. How about you, Mama? All right. Well, I have a much shorter version of or answer to this question. My dad taught us, instilled in us hard work and mm-hmm. not to give up on things and just instilled that in us. And... So that was one side of the equation, and my mom taught us how to have fun, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good combination. The two, the two, it was two sides of of life, really, mm-hmm. um, and they both are still kind of that way. <laughs> yeah, <Aww. laughs> likes to have fun. Yes, he does. That's great. And Paca does too, but he also is, you know, the hardworking. Yeah, you you gotta have you gotta work hard to play hard, uh-huh. kind of thing. Totally. Really cool. I wonder if we could get this podcast or get them to listen to this. Oh, I'm sure we could. you got to. <laughs> Hi, Nana and Paca. <laughs> so you guys have been moms, you've been wives, you've been girlfriends, sisters, daughters, all those things. So now, what is your best piece of dating advice? Think back to when you were a girlfriend. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> I can go first. Uh, I think my best piece of dating advice is, first of all, make sure that you're with someone that has the same beliefs as you do. Um, that's very important. If you're not in line, aligned in your faith, it, it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm. But also, now I feel like I'm like preaching to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> also, to just focus on, on your friendship because you have to be friends with your partner first. And if you're friends and enjoy just, you know, doing everything together, that's how your relationship is going to grow and blossom and, and, you know, mm-hmm. depending on how long it lasts or, you know, if, it, if you, you, yeah, <laughs> I'll end there. I'll stop there. Do you like hanging out with me? Yeah. Nice. Are we friends? <laughs> yeah. Yay. I echo that. And, and I think that does, um, connect for me back to what my parents passed on and Russ who is Ellie's dad um, he'll always talk about the fact that my parents have modeled companionship to us and always together always doing things that they love together and whether it's um, you know bowling or pickleball or golf or (laughs) walks bike rides all of those things and so just to be with someone who you will never ever tire of doing those things with it is just that's that's what um that's what marriage is and dating is a stepping stone toward that and so just um that companionship I'm I'm totally echoing what you shared Terry and I will also say just that opportunity to spend time with other people and that your relationship can be a blessing to others whether they're other couples or singles or siblings or even us, you know, we're blessed to hang out with you today and sit mm-hmm. and eat lunch together. And 
So I just think about um, the people that you get to be a blessing to because you hang out together in a group or maybe you choose one friend or I just um, think that there's a lot of power in being together with others and I know it's easy as a dating couple to think of oh how can we spend all of this one-on-one time together but I have definitely seen in you guys just an effort to to be out there with all the people and you know and I'm and I know that blesses you too yeah I agree there's lots of people that I wouldn't hang out with that I have gotten the chance to hang out with because we're in a relationship I'm glad that's cool deeper with a lot of people I agree now, you are married to Tim, and you are married to Russ. Those were the husbands of these ladies. Um, <laughs> how did you know you were ready to be married? Think back to how long have you been married? Yeah, I guess how long have you been married, and how did you know? Uh, we have been married 23 years. Okay. So and have we. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, we did discover on the on the ride that you and Connor uh-huh. may have been in Bible study BSF together, oh, really? like we did Possibly. BSF at, at the same t- oh, time. So that's so fun. Yeah, we so we kind of been on the same mm-hmm. path. Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> how when, did, wh- you how know? did we know? Yeah. How did mm-hmm. we know? Uh, I would say, you know, there's for me, th- there was always a little on, you know, like it's not just like, oh, yep, this is this is the one, mm-hmm. but um, I would say that it was knowing I was with the right person because we had the same values and mm-hmm. the same faith and wanted the same things out of life. And um, I felt secure and trusted him. And um, I would say that's, pro- you know, that, that it was more that than just like, oh my gosh, I'm marrying him next week. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Like you knew enough about him to be like, okay, I could spend the rest of my life with this guy. Yeah. It was like a foundation yeah. of trust. Right. And like values that were the same. Yep. Yep. Nice. Well, Ellie, you might not be surprised. I usually bring this one up. The the old the good old when it was Campus Crusade for Christ. We learned something when I was in college called Master Mission Mate. Oh yeah, you do talk about this. <laughs> And so that is your master being Jesus, your mission in life, whatever that is, if it's your vocation, even in your vocation to um, just to be a light for Christ wherever you are. And then after you figured those two things out, then figure out the mate piece. And so when Russ and I were getting to know each other, we definitely were on the same page with the master and the mission. And it just was all making sense that you know, we could do that together, mm-hmm. um, make a difference in the world together. And I think the other piece for uh, just for me was knowing that he was ready. If he was ready, I was ready. Yeah. <laughs> so just um, trusting his leadership, I think, was was definitely something that I was willing to do. I trusted him as a person, as a friend, and then ultimately um, trusted his you know, seeking God, seeking a lot of counsel from other people, and then, um, you know, just asking me. And I was, Aww. no hesitation. I'm so glad. Nice. <laughs> That's so sweet. I still, like, the pictures of you and him on your wedding day, your smile is just, like, ingrained in my brain. You're just, like, <laughs> glowing. Oh, it makes me so happy. So sweet. We've learned so much from listening to your podcast, early. Oh, yeah? What's one thing you've learned from the podcast? Oh gosh. Uh, well, I learned a lot about just your um, the 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 two part podcast where you were talking oh, about when yeah. you started dating. I learned a lot. Oh, I bet. 
I, I'm sure, Ellie, you share probably more with your mom than Joseph. Yeah, I, I, me. <laughs> I don't share a ton of information with my mother. So she, she mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Tell me more. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you need to up your game with how much you're sharing with your mom. I agree. I agree. <laughs> My mom has been saying that for a very long time. And, <laughs> and all the male listeners out there probably, right? Exactly. Probably. Talk to your moms. They like it. <laughs> Tell them That's like so just funny. little tidbits. They want yeah. the, the details. That's mm. why when we went down Thorpe Road, I was telling you about that. Yeah, I knew you'd you like did. that. Good job. Yeah. Okay, you want to just a little side note here. Yeah. You want to hear a fun thing that I do. So you, you already know I like oh. to cook. <laughs> Uh, I will cook meals at home and freeze them. And then mm-hmm. uh, when the boys come home or if we come here, I'll bring them meals with one condition that when they eat the meals, they have to either call me or take Aww. a picture of themselves or something. So it's my way to get them to call me. Or that's really me. sweet. I think that's smart. I mean, very. you can make me all the meals you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so creative. They're very happy to call me when I do that. So. <laughs> So she keeps cooking. (laughs) Yeah, it's a win-win for all of us. That's really sweet. (laughs) I like that. What is one of your favorite moments or memories as a mom? Especially thinking back, yeah, just over the years. You're a mom of college students now, but you've been a mom of toddlers, of high schoolers. What's one of your favorite moments or memories? So many. I know. (laughs) Too many to to recount right now. (laughs) I don't know. The, about a year ago, we had some book titles rolling around in our minds. The girls and I were talking about these little books we would read when they were little, and some of our things had gotten ruined in a you know something that happened with water, water damage. So we had, we don't have all those book titles. Well, I started mm-hmm. looking at like online book oh. thrift stores and finding a few of these titles and then oh, we gathered fine. around in the living room last year right around mother's day and i read these books aloud like kids, kids books yeah little uh-huh. little children's books that we would have read at bedtime and so that brings back so many memories that was such a good one for mom. me and for yeah. them and Aww. yeah you just um you just want to capture and shrink wrap and <laughs> um sure. you know if we could yeah. preserve those days we would as moms mm-hmm. yeah. well i agree i there, i mean how do you just pick a few because it's been a lifetime of wonderful memories and and whatnot but um and i do think i i, I think the most fun or the the best memories are just when the whole family's together we're having fun we're laughing whatever but one specific memory i can give you is um it was during covid and I, my, uh, both of us were working from home. Tim and I were both working from home. And where I sit is I can kind of hear what's happening in the kitchen in the family room area. Oh, she can definitely hear. And <laughs> so Joseph and Connor, of course, were bored and they were keeping themselves occupied with all kinds of antics and uh, lots of putting um, challenges and golf ro- putting golf putting yep ro- rollerblading and in the house in the house <laughs> uh, just uh, you name it they did it juggling things but there was one time when I could hear something going on down there but I didn't know what was what they were doing but I could tell they were up to something because you know the whispering and the whatever <laughs> well I had told them to clean the kitchen and you know then I'm like what are they doing down there and then I came down and they had like literally taken every single thing that was like on the counter even the things that were supposed to stay there like 
like the, the kitchen was bare. It was clean. <laughs> it, <laughs> and they had written with like whipping cream on the on the <laughs> on the center island something, but I, I, don't I can't remember what they wrote. But anyway, they wrote something funny. That's the, so the, funny. The fun in that for me is just that they get along so well. Yeah. That all, when really all three of them get along so well, mm-hmm. and it's just fun when they're like. You know, they're goofing around together and up to something. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. That is so funny. Yeah. While mom was upstairs counting beans. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was. She's an accountant. <laughs> it's an inside joke in their family that I don't understand, really. What? what accountants <laughs> are called bean counters. That's what they're called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that like a common thing? Yeah. Yes. Oh! It's <laughs> so a world inside joke that yeah. I was missing. <laughs> Universal. <laughs> I got it now. Oh, that makes yeah. more sense. I thought it was just something you like invented. No, I wish. <laughs> Not no. green beans, like yeah, little. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Although I do like green beans. Me too. <laughs> That's funny. What is it like being parents of adults? Fun. It, it is. It is interesting, right? It, like you don't see the kids anymore regularly right what did i call you the other day ellie i called you my sometimes roommate oh yeah (laughs) Uh because i mean and it's just maybe a stop by one overnight but i'm i'm so happy about that or you know we're all gonna go to winona and be with ember for one night but i'm so happy about that one night you know Mm -hmm. you just take what you can get yeah yeah no i i i mean i've loved every stage of motherhood but to to you know spend this quality time and have good conversation and just enjoy each other's company as as, you know which is different as an adult than Mm -hmm. it is when your kids I I just love it it just keeps getting better and better Mm -hmm. and honestly (laughs) sorry Joseph but when we when you girl the girlfriends come over it's even more fun like the boys are more fun <laughs> i wonder why with the girlfriends are they are when they're not i mean they're fun when they're not but they're really fun when they are yeah that's fun it's it's all good mm, very sweet what makes you most proud about your kids Well, like I said before, things that my mom has said or shared stick with me. And this one she shared just by the way things worked out after she was already gone. So my mom planned her whole funeral and celebration of life service, everything from the music to what each person would say. And each of the five grandchildren was given scripture to read. And one of them was actually the last one on her list, and it was in her handwriting, which her handwriting was getting worse and worse um, as she got closer to the end. So it's the scribble handwriting, but it I'll always see it and I'll always hear it. But it's Third John, verse 4. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Mm. And it makes me emotional, but it makes me really joyful um, to have that affirmation from my mom. Um, and from the Lord, and to know that that's uh, the goal and the purpose of parenting kids is to have joy that they're walking in the truth, walking with the Lord, and connected to Him in His truth. Because, you know, as moms, we get the phone call, FaceTime, text message here and there, but they have access to the Holy Spirit all the time. And I want, um, that gives me a lot of 
pride and joy in knowing that my kids can go to the Lord and ask him anytime if there's something exciting, great, you know, hopeful going on in their worlds. Um, these transitions that you two are about to make, they're big and they're exciting, uh, but they're big. <laughs> and there's a lot of unknowns uh, on this side, but on the heaven side, the Lord knows it all. And so I love that. And you know, even Evie coming home talking about, and even lunch today, she was telling you, Joseph, about things going on at school and the drama. There's always drama in middle school. <laughs> but that I tell her, and she can have access to Jesus at any moment in her day. And, um, you know, just for all of us to have that childlike access to our Father. And so that verse really does stick with me. Nice. That's so meaningful. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Yeah. Thanks for being vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would echo uh, much of what she said. You know, you pray for your kids ever since, you know, from day one. And so to see them walk in in with the Lord and in their faith. And Joseph, I'm especially proud of you. And just living out your faith as you as you do is is it's, you know, just makes me so proud. And and, you know, there are successes. You you've had a lot of successes in your life, but to see you step out in your faith is is pretty amazing. Thanks. Mm. So true. Praise God. That's really <laughs> cool. Very cool. And like you're saying, like the things that the decisions we're making right now are going to affect our future generations too. Like who knows what the decisions and choices we make to love God now are going to have effects on. How do did you know you raised your kids well? Well, I have an answer for that. No way. <laughs> wow, you're very witty, Mom. You think <laughs> very quickly. Uh, really, it's, it's mimicking my, the answer to the last question. However, um, I mean, just to see the kind, loving, generous humans that my kids have become is, you know, it, it, I can pat myself. <laughs> you can. You, you can. definitely can. <laughs> Um, but I have an I have an example of that, of that um, from when Joseph was very young. Actually, he in elementary school, the teachers would always put him seat. You know, you had assigned seats in elementary uh-huh. school, and they would always put him next to the kid that needed a little extra help or encouragement Aww. or whatever. And they would, you know, they told me that that was they were doing that. It was an intentional thing, and um, it always made me so proud. And Joseph's mm-hmm. always had a very tender heart, and he's, you know, just the fact that they that that a teacher recognized that and saw that and would, would would put him next to the kid that needed a little more help was, I thought, hmm, he did something right, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has continued to be that way, thus driving somebody to Rochester. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, that's sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I don't have a specific as an example as that, but I think. The two things that I had written down were love Jesus and love others. And it's the loving others that shows, right? The love Jesus part is is a little bit more hidden or not as obvious sometimes, but the loving others definitely shows. And I can see that in the relationships that my kids have with each other and that they have with other adults, that they have with peers, that they have with people from far away that they keep in touch with. Um, We recently lost a family friend, um, and she lived till she was 96 years old, but we haven't seen her in maybe once only in the past six years that we've been away from Texas. But the whole family 
was wanting the updates on how her end of life was going and celebrating her excitement to to be with Jesus. So I think there's um, relationships just speak a lot, and it's it's neat to see each of my kids pursuing relationships that spur them on, relationships that challenge them, relationships that are easy and fun, relationships that help you grow. There's all the relationships. And so I just think the loving others uh, is super important and something that is probably very similar to what you shared about the classroom in elementary school. Um, And now we get sort of bigger examples of that as they grow up. Yeah. That's one thing I really appreciate about my sister is she taught me a lot about what it looks like and how to love other people well. Mm -hmm. I think she does a really good job of that. She is very good with that. Yeah, that's cool. It's weird sitting here as your kid. I feel like I'm like watching you talk about your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the kid you're talking about, or talking about Ember? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) That's in all of you. That's Mm -hmm. definitely love. Sweet. So now we're gonna ask you about what your first impression of the other one. So the one that's not your kid was. (laughs) I mean, you can give me your first impression (laughs) if you really want to. My first impression from you is it, it, it was painful. <laughs> <laughs> Ten and a half pounds. Yes. Oh, That's wow. Crazy. Oh, actually, wasn't I almost 11? Was I no, closer 10 to and a half. Ellie yeah. was nine and a quarter, so I was. Dang. Yeah. yeah. You were nine and a quarter? You're so small. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, one pound. Look know. at how much difference one pound can make. <laughs> Well, Kyle well, is nine twelve, and and you guys are significantly different sizes now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Huh. My first impression has an S at the end. Impressions, because this has three different occasions oh. that were like my first impression. Back to the car ride example that you gave from a year plus ago. Yeah. I never met you. I never saw you. I never looked out the window to glance. Who is this boy driving Ellie home? I was like, it's just (laughs) a guy from UW-Eau Claire happens to be going that way, picking her up, taking her home. But I could hear your car. And I was like, like, he's got a cool car. I can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) So first impression number one, cool car. I always have to apologize to the neighbors for his loud car. That is so funny. We have on a cul-de-sac and echoes. Yeah, oh, we are on a cul-de-sac too. So that was my experience. Second experience was I had been in Eau Claire for something. I think it maybe was... Research. And oh, watching yeah. you do... Circa. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, research presentation. And I decided to stay and stay the night. And so we went to the crew meeting and Joseph was the MC, the co-MC. Yep. And so... I don't really know who he is exactly, but I'm like, okay, Joseph. Um, but then, as an MC, you're just like out there, right? You're like, <laughs> you're like the loud one. You're the fun one, and so I have Goofy and um, Bucket Hat are all oh, I can come wow. up with. Oh yeah, Bucket Hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you were wearing shorts, and it was cold out. You know, and like a lot of guys do that. Um, <laughs> and then just the energy. I think you ran in the perimeter to collect all the comment yeah. cards. You probably still do that. Um, I'm not the MC anymore. Oh. And Grant did not continue that. Grant doesn't do the running around. No. Okay. It's my okay. biggest pet peeve with him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is he listening? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Grant, you can you can MC the way you want to MC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my second first impression, uh-huh. and then third first impression. We did actually come to go to church and lunch. 
no, was it church and lunch? No, it was lunch and disc and golf. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my takeaway after that was just super intentional and genuine. Um, Thank you. Lots of really deep questions. I've never, well, I've played disc golf very infrequently, <laughs> but I've never played disc golf with such a thinking cap on. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like okay, okay, throw, throw the disc and then think about a really good answer to that really deep question, <laughs> um, which I totally appreciated. Um, you wanting to get to know us just as much as we wanted to get to know you. I appreciate you saying all that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My first impression of you, Ellie, happened before I met you. Um, and oh. I, I learned that it wasn't entirely accurate after the fact. Oh, yeah. Actually, I might have learned that through the podcast, <laughs> listening to your podcast. So Joseph had mentioned you, and I kind of always knew, like, if there was some somebody's sparking his interest, I kind of always knew about that. But he had mentioned you. I could tell there was maybe some interest um, Again, keep in mind, I don't tell my mom a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to change that now, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting better. you got to give me credit. Anyway, I had the impression that he was interested in you, but that you were kind of like playing it cool and keeping your distance for a little bit. And like you were going to like, you know, wanted wanted to just be friends for a while, mm-hmm. and 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 I had this idea in my head that you wanted to make sure that he was over his last relationship, mm-hmm. and because of all those things, I was like, I'm gonna like this girl. <laughs> she she didn't just jump right in. She's gonna make sure that he's mm-hmm. ready, that she's ready, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really impressed with that, that. I think that's accurate. And yeah. yeah, I when I heard your story, I think it was intentional on both sides, yeah. which is mm-hmm. which is good. For where sure. I was thinking it was maybe more oh, you just mm-hmm. saying like let's slow this down, let's hold off, but I think it was both of you, which another thing I'm proud for you of of you, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> but then once we met you when when we had when we met for lunch that day or dinner, dinner. or whenever mm-hmm. whatever that was. Delivery. Mhm. Delivery. <laughs> at the livery. Oh, at the livery. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, and at the point that we met you, I had heard a lot more about you and seen pictures and whatever. And I could tell that he had a little twinkle in his eye and, Aww. but y- you just were so sweet and thoughtful and obviously had a really good head on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And so Thank we you. were, we were very excited for both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Are you still excited for us? I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. That's really sweet. I'm, I'm now just very happy at how intentional the two of you are about your relationship. Um, I think that you guys have both been approached it really, really well. You've put faith at the front of it. You have lots of really good conversations. So mm-hmm. that's I agree. A, I'm proud of you for that. Thanks, Mama. Thanks. Thank you. A lot mm-hmm. to be proud of. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. I have one question. So you guys, you have the privilege of knowing Joseph as a little kid, and I never got to meet him, and my mom knew me when I was a little kid. So if we would have met each other, like, what was, like, the defining personality of, like, the kid version of us? Does that question make sense? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What were we like as kids? That's a good question. Joseph Joseph was kind of the kid that, like, would hang out and play with anybody. Like, he, he, like, was just 
super easy to get along with like in my mind as a mom like, uh-huh. he would be the you know just kind of playing with everybody yeah. easy to get along with like didn't you know could kind of draw anybody in mm-hmm. um we he has a late summer birthday so when we were deciding whether we were going to send him to kindergarten or not the the big reason we wanted to send him is because we just felt like emotionally he was there he was ready he mm-hmm. you know got along with kids and so yeah hmm. that's cute there are similarities for sure <laughs> <laughs> ellie uh has always been super outgoing and I don't think this is because of, but we noticed it in the midst of moving and transitioning to different schools at various ages. Um, She would just jump right in, whether it was the new school, the new classroom full of kids, the um, new youth group, all of those sort of spaces. Um, Ellie wasn't afraid at all. It was just very much bold, go there, be others-centered, get to know people. and definitely put yourself out there. And you were just very authentic and, and real as a kid. I think you were also very reflective. So you had that good balance of being out there and interactive, but then journaling and thinking and asking really good questions. So somehow processing all that was going on outside of you. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. That's sweet. Very curious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I think about when I think about me as a little kid is a fat little boy. <laughs> oh, you are not. That's not the right word. Oh, I, I mean, fat. chubby. It's just like little kid chub. <laughs> yeah, it's like little normal. kid chub. I mean, when you're 10 and a half pounds to start. <laughs> I will say one thing that's changed a lot in you, Joseph. Even though, you know, you liked all the kids and whatnot, you were pretty shy as a youngster. And, I was, yeah. Um, that's why I was surprised that you said that. Yeah, no, well, yeah, you were pretty shy, but I think when you kind of, the turning point for you was when you started working at um, the lacrosse, yeah, Eastside Lacrosse, because, and then, then you just like opened up and, oops. (laughs) Mom, your hands are going everywhere. (laughs) I didn't realize I talked with my hands so much. Uh, but yeah, you, it was, you, it was almost like you turned into a different kid. Like all of a sudden you were talking to everybody and yeah. I was actually just thinking about that as you two were answering. And I, when I started there, I didn't necessarily, I actually wanted people not to come in like, cause I didn't want to interact with uh-huh. them. And like, I wanted to just be in the, um, business by myself, yep. in the store by myself. And Aww. by the end of it, by the time I was done working there, like I enjoyed people coming in and yeah, that's good. And now you'll talk to anybody. Yep. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> Last question is, what do you most appreciate about Joseph and Ellie? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Are you do answering you guys want to answer kid? that question? Are you answering about us together or as like our own, your own kid? Oh. Give you some freedom to answer. Yeah, however you like. I don't know. I, what, how did you take that question? I don't know. <laughs> it could go either way. I, I didn't realize that we were connecting the two. All of the above. Okay. Um, do you want to start? <laughs> I'll start with what I first thought, <laughs> Ellie, what I appreciate about you. Um, and this goes back to that question about parenting adult kids. And now that you're done with college, stepping out into the future, starting grad school, I see you um, really being deliberate 
and diligent to seek God and get input from lots of sources, whether it's professional sources or people who have um, just been a mentor to you. And Dad and I are part of that, but we're not the whole game. And I, I appreciate that because I think I see you not just um, kind of leaning into us, but you're growing in independence. But the word I came up with was interdependence. So you're depending on God, and you're also depending on this whole fabric of people that God has put in your life. And so that's really cool. Um, this is not as connected to that as I would like it to be. I'm like, I'm sort of jumping topics. But the other piece is now that we're becoming more peers, um, you definitely speak into things in my life. So whether I ask for input or not, you're, you're very truth-filled in a really, a really gracious and really loving way. Uh, and, and most times, 9.9 out of 10, probably 10 out of 10, uh, it's very deserving, the, the input and the feedback you're giving me. Um, and it usually points me right back to Jesus. <laughs> so I really appreciate that about you, Allie. <laughs> All right. You guys are, are very similar in a lot of ways because I also, um, I, f- I appreciate that you are living your, Joseph's making funny faces at me. <laughs> I appreciate that you are living your life. You're living your faith out through your life. And I am I've seen a, a big change in that since you've come to college, which which is awesome. But I also was going to say that I really appreciate that you seek guidance from others, not just from, well, from dad and I, even though, you know, a lot of things you maybe don't give me a lot of the little details. You do come to us for, you know, some of the, the more important stuff, which I totally appreciate. And I also appreciate that you ask others around you. Um, and you seek guidance and wisdom from, from those people around you, which I, I think is an awesome thing. And I think both of you have a really bright future ahead of you. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thanks for sharing so many stories about your life as a mom of us and as an individual growing up and becoming who you are today. It's been fun to hear. <laughs> Yeah. It's been fun to be with you guys. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Can we pray for you guys? Sure. Thank I'll you. Pray for your mom and sure. I'll pray for my mom. Okay. You start. Dear Lord, thank you for today and uh, giving us all the opportunity to meet together. Uh, we do not take it for granted and we are appreciative. Appreciative. Is that a word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of every day that we are given here to honor you and be in relationship together. Pray for my mama as um i'm just so grateful that she is my mom she's the best mom ever and uh i just want to pray over her as she is an empty nester that she's able to um have a lot of fun with dad and um meet people where they're at around her at home and at church and whatever that looks like for her oh my gosh i'm the mic moved from my face anyways and yeah, that's, I just thank you for all that you have taught me uh, through her and um, the awesome relationship that we have. Okay, your turn. Dear Jesus, thank you for Mrs. Dawkin, Terry, and my mom, 
and I specifically thank you for my mom, Lord, and just the ways that you have ever since, first of all, ever since she was born, but ever since that day when she opened her Bible for the first time in her dorm room and has really sought to follow you in her life as a wife, as a mom, um, and now as a mom of college students and now a college graduate. <laughs> Lord, thank you for just giving her wisdom and thank you for all the sweet memories and fun that I've had with my mom and just for all the ways that she's um, helped me grow into who I am and really helped me to, to achieve my goals and to push me out of my comfort zone and push me towards my full potential. And I pray for her now as she does deal with just having to look forward to the one nights where she sees us or the weekend when we're home and just kind of having to deal with the, the grief of honestly not living with your best friends that are your kids all the time. And um, I just pray that you'll help comfort her heart and help her and my dad and Evie to have such sweet moments as they live at home together for the next few years and just help her to continue to find people around her that love her and support her and that she'll be able to pour out in her job and in our family um, and continue to be who you've made her to be. And we thank you for this day and for all of our listeners, however their relationships with their moms are. Lord, I pray for them right now that you'll remind them how loved they are by you. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Yeah. Fun. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, so you guys fun. are the best. Thanks for having <laughs> us. <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Why is he doing oh. this? He's so silly. Okay, you ready? Yes. You're not going to do it? No. Nope. Okay, okay. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.